Social and emotional learning focuses on the development of individual qualities, strengths, and assets related to social, emotional, cognitive, and moral development, Mm. as well as positive mental health. Wait a second. Welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. It's Fearless with Mark and Amber. I'm your co-host, Amber Archer. This is a husband and wife podcast sharing behind the scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features, where we're creating movies from a biblical perspective on the issues impacting our culture and society. And I hope you were able to listen to Tuesday's podcast as we had director Kendra White from American Family Studios on to talk about her new movie, In His Image, Delighting in God's Plan for Gender and Sexuality. I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that if you missed it and check out her new movie at inhisimage.movie. And back on the show with me today is my husband, Mark Archer. Now I am back. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) He's back. <laughs> Tuesday, it was a wife podcast, but today I am back. All right. So interesting times we live in as we continue down this road and making of our new documentary film, The Mind Polluters. And for anyone who is just joining the program, welcome. The Mind Polluters is a feature length investigative documentary film that follows grassroots efforts of parents, legislators, educators, and others in an effort to expose the premature sexualization of children and help parents, grandparents, and caregivers overcome the barrier of disbelief. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people can't believe that these things are happening in the schools. So the Mind Polluters gives a broad view of the problem and realistic solutions for everyone who wants to protect children from the harm being done in the classroom. And last week, we wrapped up our months long, months, plural, months and months long interview process of traveling around the states and speaking with leaders in the areas of education, faith, family, child protection, legislation and others. And this leads us into what we're going to be talking about today, which is parental rights. Yay. (laughs) I'm not sure that parents anymore realize that they're the parents and that they have rights. I think that's true. I think there's some that don't realize that they have parental rights. There's others that, like us, have maybe not realized that those rights have been stripped away from you. Yeah, and you just subtly. yeah, and you and you haven't even been aware. But uh, parents, you are just as much under assault as your children. Yeah, well, and I think and I think that's what's interesting because through this process and interviewing all these people, how many different people have we talked to who have been warning, like warning about, hey, this is leading to your parental rights being stripped away. I mean, Judith talked about it. Mm-hmm. At, um, Alex Newman talked about it. Mary McAllister. Virtually everyone. Yeah, virtually everybody in the film is telling us this is going to affect parental rights. Mm -hmm. And and we see that already with cases where like what Mary McAllister talked about, cases where the state is now moving in Mm -hmm. and stealing. It's, you know, they've legalized kidnapping. Mm-hmm. If you tell your child that they can't, if you tell your daughter that she can't be a boy, now you're a child abuser and the state's going to move in and take your child. And it's it sounds dystopian and insane, but it's happening in America. Yeah. Well, and I think and I just I just actually ordered um, Abigail 
I think it's Schreier, Schreier mm-hmm. book, um, Irreversible Damage, The Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters. So I'm sure we'll be talking about that sure. in the weeks to come. Um, but she was talking about, I started watching an episode of her on a, on a podcast, and she was talking about this transgenderism activism is going, this is going to be the nail in the coffin for parental rights. Yeah. Well, and unless... But, but we do have hope because all around the country, you're starting to see parents wake up and come out fighting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, I, because our kids and our lives are worth fighting for. It, it, absolutely. We have to defend our children and our families and our family mm-hmm. structures. And we were talking about this this morning. And it, the one of the major points that the mind polluters strives to make is to wake up the church Mm -hmm. and the problem listen if if you're in a church that doesn't talk about sin doesn't talk about the realities of hell get out of there Mm -hmm. get out of that church because churches like that are the problem Mm -hmm. because if like we said a few weeks ago if i don't understand sin i don't need forgiven yeah right there's no need for me to be forgiven and if there's no need for me to be forgiven, then why would I go to church? Yeah. Why would I fight for anything? Mm-hmm. Because if if there's no sin, then there's no right and wrong. Yeah, and why that's does where it, we are. Why does any of this matter? I think it, it was interesting when I was listening to that to the that show with um, Abigail Schreier. I'm I'm probably butchering her name, but regardless, um, she's the author, Wall Street Journal investigative journalist um, who wrote this book, who's been canceled several times because obviously you can't talk about transgenderism and which. Tuesday's podcast with Kendra from American Family Studios, which Mm -hmm. is a division of American Family Association. You know, that's the whole that's the whole thing that they talk about. And there are heartbreaking, heartbreaking stories when you see the truth of what this uh, movement is. It's just destroys. It destroys the individuals. It destroys families. Mm -hmm. It destroys people's lives. It's not the way God designed. Yeah. I mean. Clearly. And I, I remember it was funny when we were talking to her uh, uh, initially on the phone and she mentioned how American Family Association has been labeled by the Southern Poverty Law Center as a hate group. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is this. Is, and I, of course, I laughed. I said, well, congratulations. It's, <laughs> it's the red badge of courage these days. Uh, organizations like the Southern Poverty Law Center. I mean, give me a break. This is this is. The, the 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 voice of tolerance right is from places like this <laughs> we're so tolerant that we're not going to allow you to even speak of these things because w- what are you afraid of well and i and i and it goes back to the um in um abigail's book irreversible damage and when i was listening to her on the podcast and she said these girls these young girls I mean, we're talking about 10 to 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an 11 year old. <laughs> I have three girls. Mm-hmm. So knowing that this is targeting girls, especially this, you know, go and have a double mastectomy and, you know, trying to be a man and taking testosterone. And she said, you know, they're so confused and they're looking to culture for the answers. And I had to stop and I said, okay, there's the big red flag right there. Mm-hmm. Culture is so confused. There are no absolute truths. 
in anything in culture anymore. I mean, we can't even say that boys are boys and girls are girls. Well, it's a, it's the inevitable outcropping of, uh, you remember, I, I hate to bring up a, a, you know, a sore subject with most of us, but Barack Obama's inauguration speech, and I'll never forget this line that he said, we are the ones that we've been waiting for. Oh, In yeah. other words, we have all the answers. We're, we're here to figure ourselves out. And, and this is where it has led. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been headed this way for a long time. But this is where it has led. Yeah. So with that, let's get into our discussion today about the Parental Bill of Rights. Now, this is for Indiana. We are in Indiana. This is from our Attorney General, Todd Rokita. So, Mark, you want to read? He made a preamble. I'm going to leave a link, especially for those residents here in Indiana who want to go over this um, Parental Bill of Rights, because it is it, it is all information that you need that you need to know as we move forward, school is getting ready to start. You need to know how to start to address things that you don't agree with. And I would encourage people, whatever state you're in, to uh, contact your state's attorney general's office uh, and or the board of education and start asking questions. Say, I want to see my rights as a parent. I mm-hmm. want to see uh, my the student's rights. Um, because while this is particular to Indiana, where we're at, uh, these principles should be universal. And if you don't know, now's the time to start asking the questions. Yeah, so, it's never too late. So this is, let me put on my best preamble voice here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Student and parent rights. It is of utmost importance that parents of young children understand their legal rights to participate in their children's education. Indiana parents possess certain rights and responsibilities when it comes to overseeing the education of their K-12 students. State and federal law afford certain protections and guarantees under the First Amendment to assure children's fundamental rights are not infringed. Indiana parents also have the right and expectation that their children will receive a proper and accurate understanding of our nation's history and governmental institutions consistent with state and federal law. The Office of the Indiana Attorney General recognizes how the current national discourse regarding political and social issues has created negative and polarizing effects on teachers, administrators, students, and families. Ideologies founded on divisive teachings and narrow interpretations of U.S. history run contrary to established Indiana educational requirements. As such, the Office of the Indiana Attorney General recognizes the importance of advising parents on how to engage in meaningful civic process and conversation that will ultimately benefit Indiana schools, parents, and our children. Education policy and curriculum should accurately reflect the values of Indiana families while meeting the mandatory requirements set by Indiana law. Parental participation in children's education is the single most essential factor in assuring school accountability under the law. This Parent Bill of Rights provides a roadmap for parental engagement and serves as an educational resource for parental participation in their child's educational experience. Excellent. And then there are six points to this um, parent education 
Bill of Rights. So number one, it says you have the right and expectation to question and address your child's school officials and school board members at publicly designated meetings with proper notice of the meeting provided. Number two, you have the right and expectation to question and review the curriculum taught in your child's school by questioning local school board and school administrators. Point three, you have the right and expectation that the academic curriculum taught in your child's school aligns with Indiana and federal law. Point four, you have the right and expectation to participate in the selection and approval of academic standards for the state of Indiana. How many of us knew that? Mm -hmm. Point number five. You have the right and expectation to obtain educational materials and curriculum taught to your child in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Huh. Who knew? (laughs) And point number six, you have the right to run as a candidate for your local school board. I think you can fairly easily say that these are universal rights. These are, dare I say, God-given rights. We, as parents of our children, have the right and the expectation. I expect Uh these things to be made available. Mm -hmm. I expect the transparency from the state. And if I do not see this happening, I have the right to question and do something about it. Well, and I think it's interesting because you were reading um, there in the preamble about the values of Indiana families. Right. And I just have a question that I think everybody really needs to answer for their families is whose values are you really allowing your children to be taught? Very good question, because, you know, you can find you can find a public school, for instance, that maybe hasn't been uh, infiltrated by. 1619 project and black lives matter and maybe they're you know they haven't been infiltrated by social emotional learning and comprehensive sex education okay can i just stop right there with the um, social emotional learning because interesting there was um in this in this pdf that i'm going to leave a link for you guys to um, download they talked about i i found it interesting because there's a question and answer Section And there are several like regarding um, critical race theory, social emotional learning. So there was a question. It says, what are social social emotional learning competencies? Well, um, Indiana added two competencies built on an educational neuroscience foundation called sensory integration and the mindset. OK, as soon as I read that, I said, what? Is this Mm -hmm. so? I go to click the link. Well, they're doing updates to the website, so everything has changed. Fortunately, through this process, we are connected with people who have these documents already downloaded. So, thank you, Jennifer McWilliams, for providing that information (laughs) from Purple for Parents. If you guys are not following them on Facebook, I would encourage you to go and follow them, especially if you're here in Indiana. So the Indiana Social Emotional Learning Competencies, it states in their SEL Competencies Final PDF, and I'll leave a link for everybody to read this too because it's quite fascinating. 
Social and emotional learning focuses on the development of individual qualities, strengths, and assets related to social, emotional, cognitive, and moral development, mm. as well as positive mental health. Moral development. Now, wait a second. We're well aware of the worldview presented right. in the public education system. And it's man's word. It's right. no longer the moral values and standards of God's word, the authority. It's now man's word. So, and I would encourage you too to look at your state department of education and what they believe, because if you go through their handbook, they absolutely are teaching the comprehensive sex ed. They absolutely are teaching the values of the world. Yeah, it's like I was saying. I mean, let's just say for for example that you can find a perfect school that's maybe not infiltrated by all of these ideologies. If it is a public school, it is still teaching the state religion of mm -hmm. atheism. Yep. Let's just call it what it is. Stop with this notion of, well, it's separation of church and state. That is not what separation of church and state means. It's not what it ever was meant to mean, <laughs> that you're not allowed to talk about religion on public grounds or in a public school. That is nonsense. Read it. If it's very self-explanatory, Congress shall make no law establishing a religion. Right. How how is this? But, they, Congress... but they've established the religion of atheism, right? Right. But Congress didn't establish right. it. The Supreme Court did, right? And there, I mean, people, we are here to. There is no neutral, public, government funded, no such thing, school system, no such thing. Church pastors who are still sending your kids to public schools. Listen, that's between you and the Lord, but. I want you to think very, very carefully about how it is that you justify and what is what is the result that you expect at the end of 12 years mm -hmm. or 13 years of education where five days a week, your children go in and hear there is no God. Over and over. Over and over. That is the official religion of the public school system. There is no God. There is no God. There is no God. Mm -hmm. And then we take them oh, to church. Well, besides, <laughs> not only that. Oh, by the way, you can if you're a girl, you can be a boy. Right. And that's now I, I mean, and, and that's now part of the effect because if there's this no whole God, ideology is if there's no God, what? then there's no absolutes and there's right. So so explain to me, someone explain to me, someone from the church, explain to me how it is that you expect your child to come out of that indoctrination camp with a proper biblical worldview. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. I don't care how many <laughs> you, you, how many Bible studies you take them to. We send them to school and tell them to listen to their teachers, do their homework, get their assignments done, and you know respect those in authority. And mm -hmm. those in authority tell them there is no God. God's not real. Heaven's not real. And you can be another gender if you want to. Uh -huh. Okay, so let's let's go through and break down each of these six points. So it says you have it, point number one. 
You have the right and expectation to question and address your child's school officials and school board members at publicly designated meetings with the proper notice of the meeting provided. I, I think particularly of this uh, Loudoun County, Virginia, and you see on full display the antithesis of this, where if you as a parent dare to show up and dare to question them, they turn they turn off your microphone, right? <laughs> right? You are, no, you are cut off. You're not allowed to listen. You have the right. You are the parent. You absolutely have the right to question these things. Yes. And with that, on page 10 is the, is a whole section on question and answers. And the question is, is public notice of a school board meeting required? Answer is yes. In short, I'm going to leave a link so you guys can go through and read this. All right. And point two, you have the right and expectation to question and review the curriculum taught in your child's school by questioning local school board and school administrators. Now, this is one that you have to be very shrewd about because as we have heard from uh, Carol Ayala, who's in the Mind Polluters, and also from Monica Klein, who's in the Mind Polluters, is that these will be snuck in. You have to watch the word games. You have to be careful of semantics because what did Carol say? There's a difference between curriculum and programs. And programs. I don't, if I'm a teacher, I don't have to share the program materials with you. I only have to share the curricula material because with that's, you. Because that's, that's approved. Right. So there's approved curricula and you may look at the curriculum and say, oh, well, I don't see anything like that in here. Uh-huh. Well, maybe it's not called curriculum. And yes, it is that nonsensical. Well, we don't call it this. We call it that. If we call it that, we don't have to show it to you. <laughs> right. And so a lot of times this stuff comes in under like anti-bullying mm-hmm. program. <laughs> it's a program, not a curriculum. Uh-huh. Well, and page nine of this um, PDF it, there's a couple of questions there. It says, how do I obtain a copy of my child's school curriculum? And they give an answer for that. Another question is, how else can I inquire about the curriculum taught to my child? And they answer that. So you do have the right to look at the curriculum. But again, like Mark said, be very aware that there are programs that are designed for teachers to use that they do not have to share with parents. And why is it that when you go to university, the first day of every class, the professor hands out a course syllabus. Mm -hmm. And the course syllabus in most classes that I had, it tells you week by week, day by day, this is what we're doing. Here's what your homework's going to be. Here's the chapters you should read. Here's what, when the tests are. Well, Teachers at your child's school have that same information. Ask for the for the uh, syllabus, the syllabus mm-hmm. for each class. Sure. All right. And point number three, you have the right and expectation that the academic curriculum taught in your child's school aligns with Indiana and federal law. So, and this is true of any state, you have the right to uh, hold them accountable. And what you may find is that in your particular state, they're allowed to get away with something that is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. So that gives you your direction to go to get involved to make those changes through the legislative and administrative process. Well, and I just want to point out that this is not just a um, an issue for parents of school-aged children. 
this is an issue for communities in in general, everywhere mm-hmm. in America. We, the taxpayers, pay for the funding mm-hmm. of the schools. Yeah. So listen, I can look at this as a, you know, as uh, as a parent of children that do not go to the public school system and say, why do I care? Right. It doesn't affect my kids. But, you know, it affects it affects the entire world around us. Mm-hmm. What was what, one of the things we complain about all the time? Kids don't know how to make change anymore. You see it right? everywhere. It's it's so sad. Yeah. It's because those it's things like that where, you know, they've lost we've lost uh, the ability to interact. There's no customer service skills. Um, we we struggle all the time with trying to find uh, good help uh, in the production world. And what's the, the OK? Thing and, that, and I can tell you that we are not alone because when you right. go out, you see everybody hiring. Everyone's trying to hire. And why? It ultimately goes back to. The education system, by and large, has completely crumbled. It's it has failed, as Alex Newman said. It hasn't failed at its mission. It's doing its mission, yep. which is to dumb down the population. It's yep. been very successful. At Crimes that. of the educators, read right? It. <laughs> but what it has, where it has failed, is in our expectations of mm-hmm. what it's supposed to do. And this is why we have lack of work ethic this is why we have lack of common sense because this is how it affects us i don't i didn't go to public school and i don't send my kids to public school but i care about this because i can't uh function in a world where there's no work ethic Mm -hmm. where they don't know how to make change because they don't know basic math besides that i am just sad for Kids in general who are having to deal with this, like the world isn't chaotic enough Mm -hmm. and you're teaching them all of these ideologies and lies. It's lies. Enough with trying to trying to teach ideology. Teach them how to use apostrophes correctly. That would make my life really great. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Point number four. You have the right and expectation to participate in the selection and approval of academic standards for the state of Indiana. Now, I thought this was super fascinating because they go through here and um, he talks about how parents can impact academic standards. So there's a question on uh, page 11. How can parents impact academic standards and content? He gives an answer. Um, what are the rule? What are the roles of local school board superintendents and principals? He gives the answer. What are page 12? What are some ways I can hold my local school board accountable regarding curriculum and content? He gives the answer. So I just I I love that our attorney general, Todd Rokita, Indiana um, attorney general, Todd Rokita has done this for us because it's super helpful. And every time he he does a speaking engagement where he talks about this. Mm hmm. They pack the room out. Oh, yeah. They have to switch rooms because they've got <laughs> so many, so many people. Yeah. And people are outraged. Yeah. So uh, point number five, you have the right and expectation to obtain educational materials and curriculum taught to your child in the classroom. OK, so we already covered that one. So mm-hmm. uh, point number six, you have the right to run as a candidate for your local school board. In other words, what are you doing about it? Yeah. You know, you can you can sit on the bench. And you can complain. You can be an armchair quarterback or you can get in and try to do something about it. Yeah. 
And we had, if you haven't listened to Diane Douglas's interview from a couple months back, and she's one of the cast members of the Mind Polluters, and she did exactly that. And you know what she found in the state of Arizona, which is fairly conservative? She found that she thought she was going to be able to go in and change things, and she really couldn't. Yep. And so then what? Then she has now, uh, she's still very active in helping others to make changes uh, you know, in the educational system, but she has seen it from the very top levels and is now sounding the alarm for Mm -hmm. everybody saying this is dangerous. Yeah. And so on page 13 on here, he has, you know, how can I run for my local school board? And I think I just, I just have to ask, what are we willing to give up to give our kids a brighter future? Just, it's a question for everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there is going to be sacrifice. So with that, that is the Indiana Attorney General Parent Bill of Rights. And I was excited to see that he said these rights are the first publication of a forthcoming series of education rights, which will cover a variety of topics, including medical rights, religious rights, and school choice rights. So I would say if you are not in Indiana, uh, contact your in your local attorney general and ask them for similar information. Yeah, because for the most part, we've found that uh, that these state laws are very similar mm-hmm. state to state because they have usually been put in place from templates borrowed from each other. And so, you know, you can you can find very similar statutes in pretty much every state. But I personally can't wait for the medical rights. <laughs> yeah, that would be That's a hot one right now. <laughs> All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Thursday's podcast. And we will be back again on Tuesday of next week. I will leave links for you in the show notes to all the things that we talked about today. And you can always visit fearlessfeatures.org to learn more about our ministry, about the mind polluters, and stay up to date with all that we're doing. Thank you so much. Have a wonderfully blessed day. We'll talk to you again next week.